Blog Talk Radio. Hey everybody, it's your girl Cy Brown and welcome to the Cy Brown Morning Show. Today we have a lot of stuff to get to. I am talking politics, this whole thing with Mitt Romney, this, well, I have a whole bunch of stuff to get to. <laughs> Today we're talking about Mitt Romney and his uh, inflammatory con- comments last night. Well, actually it was done some time ago, the video hit the internet and then it all hit the news last night. And, you know, it's really sad. This is, we kind of knew what he stood for. Um, We kind of knew where he was going and what he was about. But it was very um, disheartening to see how blatant it is. And the bad part about this whole situation is that people just think there's nothing wrong with it. So, you know, we have a lot to talk about. Just want to let you know that the chat room is open. So please log on, www.cybrownmorningshow.com, and you can click the Listen Live button in your right-hand corner. That will take you right to our show. Definitely hit us up in the chat room. The chat room is open right now. So just for a matter of fact, let me go in it right now and just say, morning, y'all, I guess in my best. Southern accent, so I just hit up everybody who's in the chat room, so thank you for joining me this morning, and as always, if you missed the show, you can check it out on iTunes, so just go to iTunes and put Cy Brown Morning Show in the search box, so I wanted to share that with everyone. Uh, Another thing, really quickly, we have a lot of really good guests coming up. We just started our new season yesterday. I am so proud to share that I've been on the air since June of 2008. I I can't believe it's been four years already. Um, And we tracked a lot of Obama's candidacy and subsequent um, presidency victory in the election to become our president. And just so much has happened over the last four years. So I'm proud that you guys let me come before you in the morning just to share my thoughts share what's going on, share the things that are, are of interest to me and hopefully of interest to you. So there's just so much to talk about. So a uh, big shout-out to everybody who's been listening. Big shout-out to TGL, who just joined me in the chat room. Thank you. So glad to see you this morning. Uh, let's get right into this. Okay. Here, first, and for those who are new to the show, just know I am kind of a political junkie. I watch all the political shows, and I devour political blogs at like four thirty, five o'clock in the morning. And this morning, before I even went to my spin class, I was up watching the news, checking all the cable channels just to see what the latest was about this story. Here's how we're going to get down with the get down. This whole thing, controversy swirling around Governor Romney's statements is proof that he really is disconnected. And I have to just hear me out on this one. I have said many times on this show, I'm a registered independent. So I always try to give a very up the middle, best candidate, let's all be fair, kumbaya uh, perspective. And I was extremely critical of President Obama. I can't take it back because I was. I was an ardent uh, Hillary supporter when um, in 2008. And, of course, now that our president won, you know, I've been extremely supportive of President Obama. But even with this election, I said, let's just look and see. Before I just said I'm jumping on the I will vote for Obama bandwagon, I said, let this all play out, even though I was very not impressed by the other party's candidates. So 
Now, here we are 49 days before the election, and this comes out about Governor Romney. I will say many things that happen in politics is politically driven, but I applaud the young woman who released this video because without this, People who are on the fence, see, I haven't been on the fence for a minute. I knew I was voting for Obama, but I haven't been on the fence for a minute. But those who actually have been on the fence, if this does not, this should give Obama a win by a landslide. And I remember last night I was out with my husband, and we got in the house, and this was all over the news before this um, spontaneously produced um press conference. Oh, hi, Pastor Montan. Okay, I just saw your post in the chat room. Um, I said, Mitt Romney just lost the election. And he looked at me and he was like, why do you you think that happened? And I just said, let's watch. Um, You just heard me with this quick interjection. It says, hey, this is DS Radio, Montan McDonald. Hey, you. Definitely someone who's been listening to the show since day one back in 2008, so we go way back. <laughs> so big shout out for joining me. I didn't uh, I didn't see uh, TGL, so I'm only going to assume that means the God life, and I think that's what that means. But let's get right into this Romney story before we before we run out of time and before we start to really lose um, what's, what's happening here. I, Romney, his platform for the most part has been on tax reduction and government dependency. And for those who watch Honey Boo Boo on TLC who are white and feel they are not as poor as blacks, even though blacks' income runs the gamut, they support Mitt Romney and his statements about government dependency. They jump on this bandwagon that says, you know, we have to, you know, the government is too big, the government is too big, blah, 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 blah. But we need to understand what this whole government dependency thing means. Government dependency also refers to Social Security, Medicare, disability, food stamps, welfare, Head Start, breakfast for kids. I mean, it government dependency is not just welfare. And the sad part about this whole situation is white people, and I'm saying white people because those are the ones that are typically tap dancing behind uh, Mitt Romney right now, seem to have forgotten that Mitt Romney doesn't like you either because you're poor. Mitt Romney does not like you. And my listeners run the gamut, and those that follow my blog, big shout-out to Sandy, who has been listening to the show since it started in 2008 through all of my hiatuses. (laughs) Um, Thank you for listening and tuning in, and thank you for joining me in the chat room. But what's happening is he has come up in a very crafty and, need I say, devilish or almost demonic way of getting people to follow behind him without realizing they're being led to to the slaughter because he's saying that we need to get rid of these government programs. And I believe it's more than 47% of people depend on government programs between Pell Grants and student loans. So if you take this broad brush and you start abolishing programs that help people from little bitty babies all the way up to seniors, where is this country, where are we going to be left in this country? And unless your money looks like his, which 99.999% of our money does not look like his, we're screwed. I almost cursed, but I didn't. We're really just royally screwed. So here, let me say, let me read you just a snippet of what um, what he actually said, and then you can read more about it on my blog. You can definitely go to um, cybermorningshow.com, um, and I posted a link 
I put part of the story, and then I put um, a link where you can read the rest of the story. I mean, it's on every every newspaper, so you can can easily find this. But here, let me just read this to you. Um, and this is from Huffington Post. Um, the overwhelming majority of voters who back President Barack Obama do so because they are, quote, dependent on government, end quote. And I believe they are entitled, I'm sorry, and believe they are entitled to health care, to food, to housing. Mitt Romney told a closed-door gathering of about 30 major donors earlier this year, according to the video of the event that has surfaced on the Internet. The person who uploaded a series of potentially inflammatory videos from the fundraiser has claimed authorship of them and in an email exchange with the Huffington Post. The source says he or she wishes to remain anonymous for for professional reasons and to avoid a lawsuit. The videos which have created a buzz on the Internet were blurred and at times blacked out to obscure the location of the filming, the source said. I have obviously degraded the quality to attempt to camo the location, said the clandestine filmmaker. The original, which has not been posted in full, is very high quality, the source said. Now, Mitt Romney, that's what's stated on Huffington Post as well as several other websites. Mitt Romney is, here's where it gets really sad. He is not even denouncing what he said but how he said it. Get get that. He's not even saying, you know, what I said was really screwed up or I meant it this way. He's like, you know what, what I said is what I said, but it didn't come out the right way. And that's, that's how I feel like when my kids are telling me, see, what had happened was, which is a bunch of crap, up in the chat room it says, my issue with Romney and people like him is that they have no idea what struggle means. Also, they assume that all of the 47% are lazy and feel entitled. That is not true in a gross stereotype. Well, of course, we know that. We 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 know that, uh, DS Radio. We definitely understand what, you know, what that means. But what, what happens is when, see, we're in, this is why I had to get back to doing the show. Because we live in such a soundbite world that there's nobody out there really, truly fighting on the front line for those without a voice. And what happens is those who may not even necessarily be on welfare, those on Social Security, those who may just receive, and I'm saying the ones that I'm aware of for people that I know, um, you know, child care assistance. And I'll be the first one to tell you, I had my son when I was 18 years old. Y'all have heard me talk about this all the time. And when I went to college, I didn't even realize I was eligible for financial aid because I, because I was now um, independent of my parents. So I applied for financial aid. I was able to get financial aid. It put me through college. I became a productive member of society. I have gone on to write books and a host of other things that I don't even need to get into. But without that financial aid, I can tell you for sure I would not have been able to go to college. It, it, it just wouldn't have been feasible. My family didn't have the money, and it's it, it's not as though my parents didn't work, but college is so unaffordable. And and, and I kind of grew up okay. So I really feel even bad, more, you know, heartfelt for the people who had less than what I had and, and maybe had children or maybe made different decisions. Without government programs and a social safety net, America would be just like Cambodia and all these other places, particularly in the Middle East, that we frown upon. And another thing that I think is so frustrating, and I'm going to read some more of the comments that are in the chat room, is that America has this, American media in particular, which is why independent media is so incredibly important, independent media and independent bloggers, we paint other parts of the world as destitute, deserted, 
no money, no nothing. Think about it. When you see the pictures of Africa and you see the flies by the little kids' mouths and they're bald and they're thin and they're gaunt and they're disheveled and they're without shoes, let me tell you, South Africa has just as much money, if not, I'm not even going to say just as much, has more money than the United States. There's countries that are thriving right now, but the American media, in particular, I only want to say the government, because the government can only do what the government can do. The media is what perpetuates the story. The media has it looking like all these other places are poor, that America is still number one. Uh, Alert, alert, we're not. America is not where it used to be, particularly as it relates to finance, business, development. There's other countries that have train systems that can get you from one side of their country to the next. I can't even get from New York to Washington, D.C. without delays, and that's a two- or three-hour train ride. You know, where's the innovation here? It just doesn't exist anymore. And I think when Romney starts making these broad-brush accusations about less government, the government is what is thriving and what can help thrive all of our economies. Let me just read some more um, in the chat room by um, Sandy. It says, I tried to read the entire thing. This is an awful injustice to truth. This is bigot socioeconomic stereotype. I see these people wanting wanting government to line pockets of big business. Well, you, well, you know what? Here, here's the thing. And if you two send me your address, I'll get copies of Life Remix, my new book, out to you because I just love the two of you so much, and I, I should have sent it when the darn book first came out. But that's the whole – this whole thing has been a setup. This whole – the banks, the banking system, everything has been designed this way. And at this point, I'm not afraid to say it. I'm not afraid to say it on air. don't know who's going to ultimately listen to it, but I think the truth really has to be spoken. It was all a setup. Do you? Am I the only one who remembers that right after 9-11, Bush told everybody to go shop? Does, does anybody remember that? He got on television. The best way to fight these terrorists was to go out and shop. Well, that was the precursor to get everybody to take the equity out of their homes knowing that in a few more years the economy was going to collapse and the credit market was going to freeze. And the sad part about it is we're all looking around and we're like, you know what, we did the right thing, we played by all the rules, we did what we were supposed to do, and now we're screwed. And then you have Romney coming in saying that we need to get rid of government. Well, hell, without government, people would be starving. People would have nothing right now, and it's, and, and what's what's so bad is um, you all know I'm in New York, and I sit on the board of more than one nonprofit, but one in particular is um, an institution that helps families before they get into crisis. So the whole concept of the Family Success Center is designed where mothers, typically mothers, but families can come before they get into crisis, and it covers the gamut of social issues. So if your child is, is exhibiting poor behavior, you can come there and we can give you a referral to someplace else. The number one issue that families come to our success center looking for is housing. They don't have a place to live. And that's because basic wages have just not kept up with the cost of things. I know if you're in the New York market, which is a very expensive housing market, rent can cost you $1,000 for a two-bedroom. You maybe can get one in Jersey. Well, that's 
you know, right outside of New York. In New York City, you can't rent anything for less than $2,500 a month because if you do, it's probably the size of a regular bathroom. But once you come into, like, North Jersey um, and you start getting just outside, you know, 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes outside of New York City, you're lucky if you can get a two-bedroom for $1,000. So if you're only making $10 an hour, that's still not enough. You figure $10 an hour times 40 hours a week is $400 a week, $1,600 a month, less 20% taxes takes you down to about $1,300 a month. You still have to commute. You still have to eat. And I'm sure at $10 an hour, you're not even eligible for any social programs. Um, Let me read some more stuff that's going on in the chat room. It says, uh, (laughs) it says this was a straight setup. I told you. And wait. What is Romney's position on how he would govern? Do we know? Well, of course we don't know. The same GOP rhetoric, tax cuts and cut programs, that has not historically worked. Well, that was the whole concept with the whole trickle-down theory where if we bless the the wealthy, it will all somehow trickle down to people that don't have jack, people like us. (laughs) Um, In California, a person earning $20 can't afford housing, Bus driver living in his van, houses cost 650 but how can he move? Investing in the future of Americans works. No job. Yeah, see, I mean, our chat room can go on and on and on about this, and that's the thing that's so, that, that's, that's really, that's really frustrating because when you really look at what is going on, and I've been, you know, I've been a little hasty with Obama, come on, get some moxie, get some fire, fight these people. Um, He has gotten a lot done to his credit. My son would not have health insurance right now because he is now 23 years old. Um, He was 19 when I started the show. (laughs) He is now 23, and he wouldn't have health insurance right now if it weren't for um, Obamacare. But the thing is, when we really look at what can Obama really do, this has set off, this whole financial crisis set off a series of events, and this was really just a train wreck. This is really a train wreck that was moving 500 miles an hour that just couldn't be stopped. It has slowed, and it, it, it's, it's as if we're trying to turn the Titanic around, and it's just huge. Um, in the chat room, it says, I'm even shocked about the GOP trying to change voter rights. Oh, wait, I've got some guests. You know, today I'm, I'm doing the show solo. I have some guests coming up, and we are going to be talking about voter suppression, how to restore rights for convicted felons. I am so on this thing. You guys are, y'all don't even know. (laughs) But our kids are so grown now. Yeah, 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 (laughs) they are. Uh, Yeah, they're they're big now. They're definitely big now. But um, I think we have to look at voter suppression. It's not even just voter suppression in in swing states. It's voter suppression, period. And, And I'm hoping that you know, blacks in particular, those or those who are marginalized. I, you know what? I'm taking back blacks. Those who are marginalized um, really look up, and it's not about taking personal responsibility because I joke sometimes to my husband. I'm like, are we really closeted Republicans? Because I've, I'm a big believer in personal responsibility. When I had my son, I made we made a conscious decision to not continue to have more children because we couldn't afford them, blah, 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 blah. But... I can't imagine one person that has not benefited in some shape or form from social programs or safety net, and I'm hoping that those who are marginalized, from the Occupy Wall Street to the to kids who are my kids' age who can't find a job right now, um, really take a look at this landscape and don't get fooled 
by the rhetoric. Because as far as I'm concerned, Mitt Romney has not said anything. He has not said anything about anything that he's going to do. I'm going to reverse Obamacare. Okay, great. What are you going to do? We're going to um, not have people pay so much taxes. Okay, what are we going to do? And then you've got Paul Ryan out on the stump, raising his hand, cheering on crowds. What are you going to do? Oh, wait, I know nothing. And that's really what's going to happen. He's, they're really not going to do anything. If not, make it worse for those like me and many of, and probably all of my listeners who are marginalized. Okay, is, is it America or against Democrats? Wait, let me see this one more time. Let me read this correctly. Uh, let me read some stuff going on in the chat room. Oh, interesting to think about how when Bush left office, he said you're on your own to Obama. Oh, well, of course, we knew. We knew that that was that was how it was going to go down. We knew that's exactly what was going to happen. Because when you think about it, he did, it, it, okay, let me just go back to at the top of the show when we talked about this whole thing has been a setup. So everybody who the, who the big players are knew what was going to happen, when it was going to happen, and how it was going to go down. So now I think we're just all left to pick up the pieces and try to live as best we can in the environment in which we've been dealt. You know, um, yesterday I went to visit my grandmother who, God bless her, is now 91 years old. And, you know, I put pictures of her on Facebook all the time. She is just the love of my life. And, you know, we had a talk. My grandmother went out on disability or, like, she was sick or something, like, in her late 50s. I just remember, um, like, I was a little kid. When I was really little, like, four like three, four, five, I remember my grandmother going to work. But I guess something happened like around the time I was six or seven and she retired. But I remember the family discussions that she retired early. So thankfully, she and my grandfather were gainfully employed for many, many years and she has been able to collect whatever she has been able to collect, whatever that entitlement has been since she has been ill. Can you imagine what would happen to people like my grandmother with no safety net? Food is going up. Her property taxes are going up. She owns a house. Um, her water bill, her electricity bill, but she's not getting a raise. And it's so it, it's so frustrating to see me at 41 years old. What is my retirement plan? What am I going to do? How am I going to live? God forbid my husband and I get permanently disabled. What are we going to do should this man win the office of the presidency? I'm praying that Obama does win. I don't like praying against anything, so I'm never going to pray for someone to lose or fail. I'm just going to send all of my good energy to what I want to manifest and not what I don't. But when we really look at it, where are we going to be in a couple of years? <laughs> yeah, and now it says in the chat room, meanwhile, back at the ranch, Iran is getting nukes. Yeah, that's actually tomorrow's show. I'm talking about what's going on with this um I'm going to tweet about it today, what's going on with this movie and what's going on, and we're going to definitely get into Iran and all that um, towards the end of the week. Uh, you know, I just, when I read this this morning about Romney, I just could not, I would be remiss in dedicating my entire single voice, um, mostly out of frustration. Maybe this is just my morning for you guys to bear with me and stand on my soapbox. Um because in large measure, I think I could even be saying more. But I just think my heart aches 
because I want everybody to be successful. And it does sound very kumbayage, and everybody is not going to be successful. That's that's a fact. Everybody's not going to be successful. Everybody is not going to be in the middle class. But Jesus said the poor will always be among us. So if the poor is always going to be among us, what provisions do we make to make sure that they're cared for as we continue to climb because we're blessed and favored and, you know, good things are coming to us. How do we look back and reach just to make sure they're not forgotten? Acknowledging, fully acknowledging that we're all at different levels, but just not to be forgotten or be dismissive of their plight. I was watching this um, thing on TV last night at my grandmother's house called Gangland. I don't know what channel it comes on because everybody's in different parts of the country. But Gangland talked about, you know, the different gangs and stuff like that. And this guy, he was a former gangbanger and, you know, holding up the gang signs and stuff. And now he's older and was sharing how he's given up his ways and he's doing things for the kids and doing things for the future. And really looking at his face, there was such remorse. There was such remorse that he had caused poison in his neighborhood, poison in his environment, and poison in his home. And he's doing what he can to reach back and remedy some of the things that he's done for his community. But one of the things, just to draw the connection, is he said, my community was so poor. The area that I lived in was so poor, there really weren't many options. And so when you look at that, when you are poor and you are destitute and you really don't have many options, where does that responsibility lie for those who may have a little bit more to reach back and say, hey, listen, I got you. Um, I posted my address to you. Okay, I, I'm just reading some more stuff in the um, in the chat room. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, black pastors tell the folks not to vote for Obama because of gay rights and other foolishness. Well, okay, let me just talk about that real quick, Sandy. I was actually in New Orleans when President Obama came out and endorsed gay marriage. This was in May. I was actually traveling for, um, when Life Remix first came out. And I could not believe how many black pastors came out in support of Obama because of his stance on gay marriage. Because, you know, the black pastors are so against um abortion and marriages between a man and a woman, and I was actually happy to see that because we are not a monolithic group of people. I personally am against abortion, personally, but I am not, but I'm pro-choice. I'm not going to tell somebody else don't do it. I personally believe in my heart that abortion is wrong on all levels, rape, incest on all levels, because a baby is a gift from God. However, I'm not going to go out there with pictures of dismembered babies in front of an abortion clinic. And I was so pissed when I started hearing that black pastors are telling people not to vote for Obama because of this one single issue. It, it, it caused utter confusion in my head. I think my brain just started, like, spinning or something. Like, why would you even do that? Uh, they need to have a safe way to do it. Yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? I my my faith tells me certain things, but I'm not going to knock anybody else, and we can't. Anyway, just found out we're down the last 90 seconds of the show. I love you both. Make sure you get me your address. 
Um, I saw we have some guests in the chat room. Please hit me up, um, cybermorningshow at gmail.com, so we can um, say hello to you, keep you posted on, and updated on shows that are coming up. And you too, I have to make sure um, I get you copies of the book. I know, Sandy, it did go fast. I know. That's why I'm talking so quick, so quickly to get it all out. But I've got some great guests lined up. I'm so excited. We have so many good things to talk about. Always remember that we shall pass through this world but once. Any good, therefore, that we can do or any kindness that we can show to any human being, let us do it now. Let us not defer or neglect it, for we shall not pass this way again. Thank you so much for listening. I love you all, and I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>